Listen up, Gotham. This is Batman. Tune into the Bat Fanatic podcast with Sammy Warmhands. And if you don't, I'll be coming for you. Hey, everybody, it's the Dark Knight of Rap, Sammy Warmhands, and this is not the Bat Fanatic podcast. We were supposed to get together today and record our next two episodes, but goddamn, I was so blown away by everything I saw yesterday at DC Fandom that we had to drop a little something for you just talking about the awesome trailers and first looks that we got to see. We're not even going to go into the video games and other stuff. There were so many great movies on deck. Wonder Woman 84, The Suicide Squad, Black Adam, Shazam 2, the motherfucking Snyder Cut, and then the mic drop moment from Matt Reeves. I haven't been this excited for a trailer since The Dark Knight. Blew me away with The Batman. So this is the unofficial Bat Fanatic podcast on DC Fandom. Just a quickie. I don't know. I know Ev didn't watch it. Ben, did you watch any of DC Fandom yesterday? Who's Jack Snyder? (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you watch Fandom, you'd know, so... So uh, that that whole thing was that's like that's in lieu of being able to hold actual conventions or something. Yeah, you know, because a lot of the cons have been doing you know virtual meet and greets or like I did that virtual signing that Kevin Conroy had. I bought one where he was signing on Instagram Live. You know, so like people have been work, doing workarounds and stuff, but like what we haven't had are like you know the big studios that would come to San Diego and New York and be like, oh well, here's. All of our celebrity guests, and here's the the new shit we're working on, you know? Yeah, the exciting products. Exactly. So, like, we've been doing some of those things online, but now DC was like, dude, we got so much shit up the sleeve, though. Like, let's give the people a little taste. And so, you know, I know Jim Lee had a big hand in this, but, man, just a huge... Is that before or after he fired everyone? Uh, Well, no, because I believe he himself has uh, been taken down from publisher in some way i i don't know what's going on but um yeah that that was crazy to happen right before all this shit yeah but man they sure knew how to uh wash that taste out of everyone's mouth real quick (laughs) Um, was that cool to watch or did it seem like awkward or weird or did it roll out good i thought it was great i mean they had like people from all over the world hosting little segments of it and they were just on like a green screen on this giant Jim Lee stage that they had created. What do you mean Jim Lee? <laughs> what does he, that look like? He's drawn the Trinity and he's drawn okay. this big dome and this big stage that they're on so it looks like they're at this you know Stark Expo or something. They're just kind of green screened into it. Um, oh, cool. And so, not, not a picture of his face over and over. Or no, no. Yeah, it's a picture of his excited face, and they're hanging out in his mouth. Yeah. Oh, God. It was great. Um, so, not to drag this out because we didn't get to record a full show today. I just wanted to touch on a few awesome things that have happened. So, there was that terrible uh, shakeup at DC and DC Direct going away, and many things that have already been talked about elsewhere. But I just want to talk about movies. Um, this week, <laughs> this week it was announced. Well, what? what we're going to be here. All these people lost their job, and it's rough and it's tough. But I just want to talk about movies. Well, I'm saying like we got to focus. Or you said I don't want to do a long episode today. So how do we fast forward? No, I'm just making fun of you. That's all. I'm yeah. just giving a little taste. Sure. Well, you'll have to wait for it. Because we can't have the podcast, I have to find some way to mock you instead. <laughs> all right. So Affleck. 
confirmed to come back, don the cowl in the Flashpoint movie, which, as far as I knew, was yesterday's news that was gone. It was never going to happen again. Like, when he left, that movie was off. So I don't know if we're getting a Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Thomas Wayne Batman, but Affleck is fucking back. And then... You have to read the whole article and get to the bottom where Variety or Vanity Fair, whoever it was, says, oh, and by the way, Michael Keaton will also reprise his role. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? Talk about bury the lead, man. So like, Talk about getting nuts. <laughs> every time, you fuckers. So like, for me, it's like, well, holy shit, my two favorite Batmans are back at the same time, going to share the same screen, man. That's fucking legendary. It could be really cool. I mean, I can even see Ben Affleck as Thomas Wayne. Thomas Wayne in the comics is like big and gruff, even more so than Batman. Well, yeah, but they already had Jeffrey Dean Morgan play him in BVS, and he had teased before that he was supposed to be Batman as Thomas in Um, the Flashpoint movie, and it never happened. So like when Snyder was out and Affleck was out and speculation about Cavill being in or out, that whole thing kind of went to the wayside same thing with deathstroke you know like we got that little tease of him like well i guess we're never gonna see that but now that the snyder cut's happening like it seems like these doors have reopened again it's pretty exciting at first i thought that he was gonna appear on the flash television show and i was like oh no (laughs) amber has watched that in the past and um it is not awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I don't know if you know, but all the money is on the CW. That's where. Yeah. If you want to get paid well, oh work on the CW. I know this. Work on a television serial. Quality is low. <laughs> I know they got this HBO Max thing right now, but if you really want to get the big bucks and the prestige, the prestige really yeah. is yeah. on the CW. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, moving right along. Yesterday, they also dropped a new trailer for Wonder Woman 84. Fucking everything they dropped yesterday was so quality. Really, really got me excited. They opened the day with the, the Wonder Woman 84 panel. So you've got everybody, Gal, Chris Pine, Robin Wright. I still don't understand how they haven't explained how Steve Trevor is back. They're just giving you so much cool footage. You're like, I guess it doesn't matter. I don't know. He was in a plane over the Arctic, and then it crashed, and he got stuck in an iceberg, and then they just thought him out. <laughs> well, and last night, I watched the original Wonder Woman again, because I was stoked, and, uh, you know, that's such a poignant moment when he sacrifices himself, and she sees what happens, and goes fucking, you know, wolvie berserk mode, and kills Ares. It kind of uh, neuters the whole... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. death doesn't exist. Nothing ever really dies, or whatever that quote is. Anyway, it looked great. I was glad that we got a lot of uh, Kristen Wiig actually fighting as Kristen Wiig because when she did turn into Cheetah, I was like, oh, yeah, that, I figured that was going to get weird, and it did. Yeah. <laughs> she liked the target lady uh, in a cat suit or something. <laughs> I mean, it's like somebody took the target lady's face and then put it on, like, the cat's movie. Furry. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I didn't say I'm not into it. I just said it's weird. <laughs> well, I, well, I wasn't convinced, but now I'm fully on board. Yeah, but anyway, it looked great. They also did a, a panel for The Suicide Squad. Warner is in the habit right now of just taking the names of old movies and putting The in front of it. We have mm. The Batman and The Suicide Squad, but man, 
I was blown away. James Gunn was super enthusiastic and just talking about all the crazy shit and saying he like brought over one of the effects dudes from the Marvel stuff he had done with Guardians. And he's like, this movie is so action-packed that he said it has more effects shots than all of the Marvel shit we worked on combined. It's just like nonstop, epic, what? crazy fucking shit going on. So Nonstop trash tornadoes. Yes. Well, and everything that I saw, because they didn't put out like a proper trailer. It's like a behind-the-scenes featurette. So it's kind of little glimpses of the filming and little bits of promo stuff being shot and then the cast talking about what's going on. But, I mean, it looks like a fucking epic war movie just, like, cranked to 10. I mean, it really surprised me what they were going for with this one because, I mean, I, I liked the whole cast on the first one. I still think that the original unedited version is probably really good. I've watched this version that was released a lot of times, but it's always like, oh, I sure loved the first half of this movie, and then it's just like marching to the trash in the sky, you know? Is Big Willie going to be in it again? Actually, no. And they had, it, they had Idris Elba to replace him, but then they like actually recast because they wanted to leave the door open for Will to come back. So Idris is playing a different character. Anyway, great cast. Amanda Waller's back, Viola Davis. Rick Flagg is back, a bunch of the cast from the first one, and then a shitload of obscure, random-ass tertiary characters. But they made us care about them the first time, so I have faith that they'll do it again. And again, the, the action just looks insane. That's awesome. I liked this, Kyle, in that movie the whole time. I liked the text on screen and the soundtrack and the visual style. It was all cool to me. Yeah, and it seems like they're sort of keeping with that, even though they're changing the general, like, tone of it and the scope of it um they're not fighting a cgi army and shit it looks like some actual real threat that's good because i don't buy that yeah i think i only got halfway into that movie and i like some of it and they're like they're all standing on a roof and i just went mm, no i don't want to watch anymore <laughs> i've had enough that's fine i guess yeah, it's one of those, like, I know it's a bad movie, but I've watched it a lot of times just because I really love the cast. Another thing that was awesome in the new reveal that is all over my Instagram today is that we finally get Harley Quinn actually dressed like Harley Quinn. Like red and black? Yeah, yeah, it's like her Arkham style, the corset and the long pants, even the black and red hair instead of the, the pink and blue. And, you know, she's got a fucking rocket launcher in the... I don't want to call it a trailer, but in the clips they showed, you know, like, it just looks super badass. She's finally, like, right on brand. Because, I mean, she's always given great performances, but, like, the looks are all over the place. I like them. I don't like them, you know, and everything in between. But this one is, like, every single person was like, yes, they finally did it. <laughs> Something we can agree on. That's good, because nobody loves ladies in short pants. <laughs> well, confetti jackets and, you know... Strictly long pants. It is some weird shit. All right, so uh, moving on, we also got little teasers for Black Adam with The Rock, little teasers for Shazam 2. They had a bunch of their cast on there. They did a weird bit with Sinbad because he's like talking about that shit where people remember seeing Sinbad in a Shazam movie. And he, Zachary Levi's like, don't you mean Kazam? He's like, no, they think I was in that too. That was Shaq. And so he's like, so I'm really glad you guys signed me on to be in Shazam too. He's like, what do you, 
what? Did, no, nobody did. He's like, yeah, I'm in it. I'm going to be in the motherfucker. And so, I don't know. It was weird. Uh, cool. weird, but it was funny. It's like they didn't have anything they could show, so they just did a bit. But um, I haven't seen Sinbad since that fucking episode of Always Sunny. With Rob Thomas. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Fast forwarding to uh, the good shit. Zack Snyder had Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill and Ray Fisher and Ezra Miller and everybody in talking about the Snyder Cut. And uh, when we finally got to see a taste of it, man, opening with that shot of Dark Side, man. Mm. I really love what people have been doing lately with uh, remixing songs. I love that stuff. Like, that's a that's a dope song. And, and nice. that guy's, what, you don't like it, man? Not only do I not like that song, I don't like that version of it. I don't know who is, is that done by somebody important or famous. That's the original like, Leonard Cohen version. Really? I thought he sang more in key in the original version. He's a terrible singer. What are you talking about? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I guess I just don't like that song. <laughs> uh, I think it's, well, it's it's powerful. Uh, yeah, I I love that song. Um, people have pointed out that that was the same song they used in the Silk Spectre love scene in Watchmen. It's like, oh, you know, I forgot about that because I had a boner the whole time and the, the blood was not <laughs> in my brain. My hearing is the first thing to go yeah, when yeah. the wiener gets popping. But uh, I thought it was kind of perfect because it's like, you know, this is a movie that nobody thought would ever come out, you know? And so that sort of like hallelujah moment of like, yeah, dude, it's real. Check it out. I just thought that was really exciting. That makes sense. I was just, uh, I really appreciate what different things have been doing with the soundtracks lately, like Guardians or uh, Umbrella Academy or something. There's just like a lot of really good remixes going on, mm. even if this is the original version. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is, but... Uh, I, I, I didn't know if it was or not. I don't think I ever heard it. So they got that awesome shot that goes back to the BVS Nightmare Batman, where, you know, the Hall of Justice is destroyed... There's a bunch of shit that people tried to enhance in this image. You've got, like, Wonder Woman's broken shield. And right as it goes over... God, you got to have an eye and just go through this frame by frame. But, like, as it zooms over the broken, like, arc, the Hall of Justice, you actually see right up by the camera for a split second the Joker card that was attached to Nightmare Batman's rifle float past the camera. Just, like... So many random little details. It's like as the parademons swoop in, man. It kind of makes you think, like, I wonder if this movie's going to open with an invasion and, like, they all lose. I mean, think about an endgame where they're like, well, can't we just go back in time and fix it? And they're like, no, it doesn't work like that. Well, with Flash, you can. So it kind of makes me wonder, like, they're not going to fucking lose and all die. Zack Snyder's pretty, he's a renegade filmmaker. He's pretty dark. Yeah, he's dark, so dark. Well, I mean, spoiler alert, but it's been known for a long time that... I haven't seen this movie, by the way. Well, the original version of it. It's not out, so no one's seen it. No, but I mean, the original... Justice Justice the Joss Whedon. Oh, okay. Well, this has nothing to do with that, really. In your face, man. Uh, Just before you were to tell me that they all died at the end or something. Well, no, but the rumor was that in the original two-part Justice League that was supposed to be made... Batman would die. And so I don't so I don't know if this is containing the arc that would have been 1 and 2 or if it's just, you know, cuz like a lot of sequels 
they get shot kind of at the same time, you know? So I don't know if they were doing that or if this only takes us through what would have been part one, but shit gets pretty dark. It makes me wonder how they're going to play that out. If it's like a, a fake out, like, oh yeah, shit got really fucked up, but then we turn back time and save the day or, you know, what, what all this means. Well, it just seems like in, uh, in the wake of Endgame and Infinity War, it's risky to do that again. Another story that involves like something like that, like going back and undoing it, redoing it. True, but in fairness, this was first. No. <laughs> I mean, this was, this was shot four years ago. I don't know. I think it looks cool. One thing I was really excited about that was not like a big flashy uh, reveal was just seeing some of the more heartfelt moments with Martha Kent and Lois Lane, you know, Clark coming back. And I mean, they really did them a disservice as actors, I thought, Diane Lane and Amy Adams, because they're both just phenomenal. And in the comedic Justice League scenes that they had, it was just so cringe-inducing. I just really, uh, they tried to force comedy so hard. And, uh, man, it just makes me really glad that we're going to actually get to see them <laughs> perform and do what they do best, you know? How do you know it's not just going to be the same jokes, but this time they're frowning? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're just longer comedy scenes? <laughs> yeah, with different color grading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah is playing in the background to make you very sad. Yeah, yeah. I liked how uh, some of the trailer visually synced up with the, the music. They'd be like, boom, boom, and Batman takes a couple lasers to the gauntlet and stuff. It's cool. Yeah, and another great thing is that we're we're finally getting the full cyborg that we were supposed to get. You know, he was one of my favorite parts. I thought Ray Fisher was great in the first one, but he was kind of barely in it. And uh, that's when people started to realize, like, wait, a lot of the shit from the first trailer wasn't even in the movie, you know, so we get like that shit of him playing football or whatever. I mean, this, this character was just cut from the movie in large quantities. Or a lot of that <laughs> characters. So I'm asking, is that what it was? Was he? He was greatly reduced, you know, and, uh, but he was really a scene stealer. I mean, that was his first movie and he was just like, I don't know. He's outshining everybody. I thought the first time I watched it, I was like, damn, like how was he kind of my favorite part? That was great. But, but it wasn't very much. And so uh, I, I was glad to see a lot of this stuff restored. They even kind of give away a spoiler in it because they show his dad get disintegrated right there in front of him. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, as someone who hasn't seen the original version of the movie, I thought that was like, oh, well, now I know. Now I know Miles Dyson gets incinerated halfway through this movie. Or yeah, no, you don't, though. Minutes. You don't, though. Because, again, like, I can't stress enough. Like, Snyder had said that he refuses to watch the movie. But he has extensively like talked to fans and read what fans have said about it and you know their descriptions of scenes. And he's like, from what I can tell, they used tops 25% of the footage we did and everything else was reshot. And then I found a quote from his cinematographer saying that he did watch it and he kept he was like trying to find shit that he shot. Like, where the fuck, what's going, what is all this? And he summed that... Uh, it was probably more like 10% of the original footage was that what was actually seen. So, I mean, they are drastically different movies and this is going to be on HBO max in four hour long installments. And then, and, is, and then a supercut. all stuff that he shot before they shot new stuff for this. From what I understand, all they're doing is 
finishing up the CGI. They might be doing some overdubs or something like that, but they're not like going back to set and making a new third act or some shit like that. They're just finishing the shit that was already there because the work print is so much just like, oh, there's green screen and there's a prop flying by that's going to be CGI later, you know, shit like that. So that's my understanding of it. But yeah, I'm really, really excited. I thought this was a great time to give us a real taste of it. And you would think that that would be the marquee appearance, you know, the big name, because everyone's been so stoked in the buildup to it for all this time. But there was another portion that headlined the show, and that was Matt Reeves, The Batman. Yeah, it's a freaking rad trailer. Holy yeah. fuck, man. I honestly, I watched this from 10 a.m. to 6. That was the whole, the whole live broadcast. I mean, I was at, I was at work. I was at work here on my other desk, but I had it playing the whole time. I just mute it when I got calls. And when this happened, it was uh, kind of an afterthought to me. I was like, man, all this shit's been great. And it's like, yeah, they'll probably... I knew they only shot like a quarter of the movie and had to stop. So I'm like, what are we going to get? 30 seconds? You know, like, we're not going to get much. They might show us like a couple photos or something. I, I didn't think it would be what we got. And they start with Rob Pattinson and he's looking like he did fall asleep in his chair. Um, and the most like monotone, unenthusiastic, like I really look forward to working on this film again. Like you watch everybody else all day long and they're like, I'm so excited. This is going to be the coolest shit you've ever seen. I can't wait to share. And he's like, yeah, I look forward to revisiting this character when we can go back to set. And uh, he's just keeping it real, man. He's not, He's not being fake. He's he's just he's an artist. He's a dark brooding artist, and <laughs> he's been living that life. You know, he's not pumped. He's not pumped about anything. No, he, just, he only feels alive when he's on set working. You know, really putting his craft out there. Now that I understand. And if somebody actually did wake him up for a nap for an interview, then I'd be mad also. <laughs> well, the whole thing was pre-recorded, though. That was you could tell all this shit was from a while ago, and they chopped it up and made it look real snappy for the audience on the live stream. But um, anyway, that happened, and I was like, okay. I'll... This is definitely a live stream. What do you think about that extremely hot weather? We've had today? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, there were people interacting with each other and stuff, but it seemed to me that they were probably like Zoom calls that were just dumped in editing, you know. But anyway, Matt Reeves comes on. And he starts talking, and I feel like I'm listening to a Batman podcast. Like, this dude is just going on and on about how, oh, yeah, I'm so excited because it's year two, and, you know, we've, we've seen the origin a bunch of times, so we're not going to go into that. We're going to talk about Gotham. We're going to watch him struggle, and we're going to talk about corruption and then see how his family does fit into that, so we're not going to do the origin, but it's still going to tie into the or And he's just like going on and on and on like an excited kid who just read the coolest comic ever and wants to tell you about it, you know? And he I pumped. Yeah, dude, and I'm like on the edge of my seat. Ange walks in, she gets home from work, and I'm like, dude, I've been watching this dude like 
ramble on for 15 minutes and I can't get enough. Like this has been as exciting as, <laughs> as watching a trailer. Like, he hasn't showed me a picture or anything. And, and it's like, man, he's getting me so stoked because the way he's talking about the characters, you know, the Riddler and Catwoman and, and Bruce and the things that he wants to do with them. It's like, holy fuck. I mean, I had nothing but faith in this director since... What else has he done? Uh, he did the last two Planet of the Apes movies. He did Cloverfield. Okay. He's done a lot of really creative uh, yeah, like uh, movies. movies. Yeah, the, the heart that he brought to the Caesar character in Planet of the Apes was just... I mean, I like full-on wept watching that shit. I mean, yeah. and I had never the seen the originals at all. I didn't care. But he did such a great job with those that I was thrilled as much as i was sad when affleck left and i resented that i thought well at least they couldn't have picked someone better to direct yeah well no and i so robert pattison 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 peterson <laughs> robin <laughs> peterson is it Pat, robert as i call him robbie yes uh, <laughs> i really liked him in the harry potter movies and then i never watched twilight I think I watched maybe the first twenty minutes of the first one. Wait, just because like I bet you there's something there's something like redeeming in this because it's so popular. Something I've seen some Twilight. Did <laughs> I don't even know Pattinson was in the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, yeah Cedric Diggory. Yeah. He's a good character. He's a very good actor, and he's he just, dies. Oh, you know, Harry, <laughs> Harry Potter too. Oh shit, biscuits. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> um, but I saw. Lighthouse with uh, yes. and then Willem Dafoe. He was fantastic in the movie. He just they work in a lighthouse together, and it's just like a terrible storm, and they're just kind of trapped there, running the lighthouse. And he's they're both going nuts, and like they hate each other. And he's fantastic. He has great range, so I was really excited to see him in this. And it's nice to see a young Bruce Wayne too, because I feel like they've all been old lately. Yeah, always, <laughs> always. Well, I yeah, mean, and it's not a flashback where currently seeing him in the past yeah yeah because we did just see uh we talked about christian bale's mop top in batman begins you know we do see (laughs) some of that but uh, i think this looks dope i I know why people would have their reservations about stuff i guess but i think if you had reservations it would be because you were only familiar with pattinson from twilight he's definitely one of those dudes who like got into the industry as a young person and played young person roles, but then actually is a gifted actor and was like, shit, I need to seek out like awesome artistic character developing roles. And uh, I feel like he's going to kill it. Yeah, he wants to be taken seriously. He definitely does. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a bunch of people recommend certain things. Cause when he was first announced, I was, I mean, I was furious. I don't, <laughs> he, <laughs> Even you watched all eight of the Twilight movies, he was not the right fit. Yes, I've seen all those movies multiple times. My wife was obsessed with those books, so when the movies came out, can't be sparkly. I went to all of them. He'll show up in the shadows. But no, I went to see the uh, uh, like Good Time, and I forget what else had been recommended to me, and I was like, Did you watch Good Time? Yeah, and it's not a good movie. Did you have a good? You have a good time watching Good Time? No. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's great. You should totally check it out. And they're hyping it up. And then it's like, but what was the point of the movie? Just to show, like, oh, also I can act, but, like, the story has no consequence or any sort of arc at all? Like, Did you watch Uncut Gems? Yeah, I love that movie. Okay, because somebody told me the same guys did it and they're similar movies. but 
I mean, I guess in a way, because it's sort of like a, a continuous story that's... Uh, downward spiral of a person exactly the unraveling so i mean i guess i could get that but yeah i watched that and i was not pleased and then you know the photos we saw of him i was just like this is first of all the worst cowl ever you know the chest armor and stuff's cool looks kind of like the arkham games yeah no problem there but also he's just like little and like keaton it's shadowy and and it's so unnatural the way he's presented, that his size doesn't really matter as much. Well, they don't show a lot of Michael Keaton actually fighting like the way all the modern Batmans actually try and focus, at least on some kind of martial arts stuff. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter with Michael Keaton because it's just the voice. And well, the and presence. just his, his face and the cowl, man. Like, mm. this is just the dumbest looking shit. And I know it's supposed to be like an early rendition before he gets it figured out, so I'm hoping there's going to be some great third act reveal, you know, <laughs> like, you know. The it, Joel Schumacher bright reflection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I was going to say that, like, in, in Batman Forever, you know, he gets the sonar suit for the last act of the movie, you know, and that's supposed to be cool, but it isn't. But can we get a version of that Shut up. where it's improved? Anyway, the look did not do him any favors, in my opinion. But, uh, man, this trailer dropped in the opening shots. We just re- reviewed for the upcoming episodes. We're, we're doing The Long Halloween and Dark Victory. And this could not be better timed. The Riddler clues, the duct tape face, you know, and, and the shit like sharpied on him. I mean, it's, uh-huh. it's got very hangman vibes, holiday vibes. We get this awesome shot of Gordon. I love uh, Jeffrey Wright is his name, right? Yeah. Yeah, dude, Jeffrey Wright is so perfect as Gordon. Uh, we get just a little tease of Andy Serkis's Alfred's voice in the uh, narration, and like, oh man, just everything about this is—it's like it's straight out of the Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale shit. Well, I'm sure it's a thing that a lot of people have commented on and will comment on, but the moment that really hooked me—I think it's just the very end of the trailer. When the guy like challenges him, oh my god, punches him in the face like eight times, ten times. Yeah. It's just after. I mean, that's with maybe the exception of some of the Ben Affleck stuff. No Batman movie has really impressed me with the fighting in the suit. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've enjoyed the action scenes and it still worked, but like they don't convince me that he's a master martial artist. That he's super fast and he can just you know really beat the shit out of someone. Is that very moment, mobile? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He seems slow. We talked about well, that. Works in, if you're if you're fighting like one person, you could be really big, or even a couple people if you're much bigger than them and you're and you're strong. But like if you're gonna fight tons of people and dodge and jump around, you should be pretty quick. And this Batman looks quick. Yeah, I, we talked about that in uh, Batman Begins in how you know we see this awesome like prison yard fight in the beginning, but then when we see him in the suit, it's all very choppy editing and and, and really close. kind of overcompensating. Uh-huh for the fact that you can't move. But with this, I mean, holy shit. All over my Instagram today, people just have that 12-second clip of him just knocking the fuck out of this dude. And again, it's got major Affleck vibes, but he's he's smaller, just more pissed. Well, that's what I think. It really conveys, like, he's not holding himself back. He's just going to town on this dude. He's not pulling punches, which is kind of Affleck-esque, you know, you'd be trying to just hit dudes 
as hard and as quickly as possible. But I, what I like about this is that it, he, it's like he's doing it, but he's new to it. He's not so experienced that he just like one, two, and then move on to the next guy. He's taking this dude out in front of these other guys, but moreover that he continues to punch him after he's clearly down. Like you don't always get to see Batman let loose this like dark rage that must is, exist in him. Yeah. And he's just using that dude as a punching bag on the ground. Yeah, or what his fighting would look like in, in reality. Yeah. Again, with having a fighting style that's designed to fight a bunch of people at once and also intimidate them. I mean, well, yeah, that's like the that. big thing is he's setting an example in front of this whole gang of dudes, you know, yeah. like, who the fuck are you, man? And like, well, let me answer your question real quick. And then, is, it, is this your leader? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's some mutant leader shit. It really is, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, I like that shot because it reminded me of the mutant leader shot and that it was the same thing where it's, it's just like a completely flat, on angle shot that doesn't cut away. Yes. Yeah. You can just really see everything that's happening. It's not, yeah. they're just letting the choreography do the work. They let it go all the way until dude is on the ground and has been punched twice more. And then it cuts to the reaction of the other dudes like, Holy oh shit. And uh, then we get that great, like, I'm vengeance, you know? Just uh -huh. a shout out to Kevin Conroy. I fucking love that shit. But I, I mean, when I watched that, Andrew was in the shower on the other end of the house, and I was fucking screaming. I was just like, oh! Oh my God! <laughs> Are you okay? Are you alright? Oh, <laughs> dude, I, oh my God. I, I could not believe, and it was a live stream too, so you couldn't like rewind it. You know, I was just like, holy shit. And then we get the little shot of the, uh, the turbines on the back of the Batmobile, fucking grappling hook, hook shot, you know, uh, again, like we're going to talk about the Dark Knight trilogy because that's what we're reviewing right now. But, um, Man, seeing some good, I would say, Keaton-esque grappling hook shit, that makes my day. We get the awesome fucking new logo reveal as the lettering slides in. And again, the, it looks like the year one bat flying through the window, the way it's kind of smaller and more arced and a pronounced head on it. Like, I just, I really love it. And then at the end of the trailer, he takes off the cowl, and we finally see... And I was talking to Ev, I was like, what episode was it that I said, let's just see the fucking face Smoky paint, eyes. you know? <laughs> yeah, let's just see the face paint, man. And so they finally gave us that. Again, it's like they're taking what Nolan did and going even more real, even more uh -huh. gritty. You know, I've seen people say like, it was like, it reminds me of the movie Seven or something. And I thought it was funny, like at this point, David Fincher just needs to make a DC movie because we got... Them ape, Todd Phillips yeah. aping him in Joker and now uh, Matt Reeves aping him in uh, the Batman. And people had pointed out that the Batman font is the same exact font as Joker. Very strange. And David Fincher was in the background of that one scene and he was, <laughs> he tipped his fedora to the audience. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, dude, I, I had a great day yesterday and, uh, I fainted three times. Man, I've <laughs> watched this. I had one of those three times. I had like, already okay. watched this trailer like over and over last night. And then uh, as we've been talking, I've just had it on loop in the background. Just, uh, man. Again, I look at him and I still don't see Batman, especially when he's out of the costume. I don't see Bruce. No matter how many times I watch this, I'm hoping that'll change in time. But it doesn't even matter to me because everything else is so fucking good. 
that I'm looking at this going, he may be making the greatest Batman movie, period, and I just need to get over this. Well, two things come to mind for me. So the first, with in regard to what you just said, the first one is that Christian Bale, like, to me, Christian Bale still doesn't look like Bruce Wayne. Really? When we watch these movies. No, I mean, I just, I see Bruce Wayne as like a six foot three guy with like short black hair and built like a linebacker. And Christian Bale, yeah, Christian Bale got buff, but he's not super tall and he's not that big. And I believe him as a character and I love those movies, but like, so visually, he didn't really line up and it doesn't, it didn't bother me at all. So I'm not worried about Robert Pattinson. But then the other side of it too is there's a comic that came out like 20 years ago or somewhere around that it was a Wolverine comic, but it was done by a Japanese illustrator or author. And it's like, well, Wolverine gets sent into the future and almost everyone's dead, but there are these weird monsters or something. They're the only things around. But the way Wolverine is drawn in that series is like Robert Pattinson in real life. He's like super skinny and small. And that's one of my favorite Wolverine comics. It's Snicket is the name of the comic. <laughs> um, but so... Batman being so wrong, even though I've complained about, I see Batman as one way physically. Yeah. This one, I'm not worried at all. I mean, the movie could be terrible, but from what I've seen, he doesn't bother me at all. I feel the opposite of that, in that he doesn't look right, but the movie's going to be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel the same way as Ben, in that none of these people ever really, truly resemble the characters to me, and so therefore I just need to attempt to accept all of them because they're all just different versions of those characters. You're just justifying George Clooney more. (laughs) No, that's just how I feel because, like, hand drawings are... That's, like, the genre that these things truly belong in. Like, they're meant to be comics, but they found their way into cartoons, which makes the most sense because more hand drawings. But then they became live-action things, and I've never super agreed with anybody's casting short of like Patrick Stewart and I mean pretty much Patrick Stewart that's pretty much the end of it for me <laughs> and it's just because he's uh, an excellent actor and he's bald that's yeah exactly I, because I like his voice he seems like a smart guy and he's bald <laughs> and, uh, fuck you James uh, but, McAvoy uh, yeah I mean that's he seems like an else. idiot real dummy that's how I feel in general so in the same way that if we read something by Jim Lee and then I read something by Tim Sale, and then another artist, that's also how I have to feel about these actors. Like, if each one of these different iterations of art are the same character, then so are these actual humans just that character, and I just need to be okay with it. But the only difference there to me is that, other than, uh, like, Frank Miller's Batman, all the Batman kind of look the same. They have the same kind of hair, the same body type, they're big. The Frank Miller Batman is gigantic, but all the rest of them are just big. Yeah. Where all these actors are like very, like humans are very different. Uh, yeah, and honestly, I, I was thinking about that yesterday anyways, because reading this long Halloween, like, one, you can never find an actor that lumpy. That's just not going to happen. <laughs> nobody's going to be this lumpy. But also, I know how when we talk about, like, he must be freaking big. And then I was thinking about how weird it would be for him to actually be like the size of a football player. And and I was like, that's, I don't think I actually even buy this anymore. Like, I think that he... <laughs> I'm over Batman. I don't, well, no, I, I, just, I just don't think that that makes a lot of sense because if, then if you saw 6'4", 240 Bruce Wayne, like doing normal business in a suit, you'd be like, what the fuck is going on with this dude? Like, 
nobody nobody is that massive for no reason. Well, but and, you said that on the uh, the Dark Knight Returns episode too, of like, yeah, but if he actually is this size, then you just see Bruce Wayne walking down the street and be like, oh hey, it's that he yeah he's Batman. Oh, what's up, dude? Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't think anymore that it, it, that really actually makes sense. It makes sense as a superhero because the imagery and and I guess he just should look like that because dudes are just massive. But I now I buy more of a guy who is slightly shorter, really strong for his size, but is most is mostly yeah, just really good at fighting and really smart, and he's a tactician. The only thing I'll say with that is that the comics do bend over at least at different times come up with excuses where like he's pretended to be out of town on a ski trip so that people it's like people go is he batman and then he comes up with some kind of ruse to trick them yeah, yeah. even though they they have the exact same body yeah it's strange that he would have that body he's not batman he was <laughs> filming uh an episode of who's the boss that day so. <laughs> <laughs> he should be on like uh the bachelor or something like that yeah, <laughs> yeah I think that when Evan watches a movie, it's got to be similar to when I like watch Justice League and I'll see Batman make stupid jokes and I'll think back in my head to the original trailer of the same scene and be like, God, that, I wish it was like th- that version. I wish I wasn't seeing this rewritten stupid thing. Uh, but I imagine he is just watching any movie with live actors and there's just drawings over the top of them. Like, oh, man, I just wish I just wish this was a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. You know what my main gripe about this whole thing is that it's just not a bunch of illustrations. It'd be a lot, be a lot closer to a cartoon. I mean, you can take the same thing. You could have big-name voice actors. Yeah. You could have Ben Affleck voice Bruce Wayne. Robert Patterson could be the voice of actor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you can just draw them however you want. We've, <laughs> we've, we've talked about many times how the choreography is never better than in the animated versions. They just need to keep this shit going. Yeah. Well, if there's anything I've learned from this, if you complain enough and make enough like internet hashtags and groups and stuff, you can get your way too. So. <laughs> also, you, well, and you know, like how incredible cartoons with a big budget can look. And that's big budget for a cartoon, and they never have the budget that a movie does. If anybody ever actually, yeah, if anybody ever actually put that much money into animation, how good it could look. Lego be, Batman. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that is a huge yeah. budget animated Batman film. Yeah. All right, this was longer than I expected. <laughs> we can't not talk yeah. about when we see each other. I was just going to put it as like a, a social media post, but now it's just going to have to be an episode, so... I thought it was going to be like the, one of those YouTube videos where you just played the trailer. It was just us going, <laughs> If you haven't seen it, go scroll through my stories real quick and find the video of me because when I saw the fight and I was like yelling, just like hollering, that's what I'll say. And I, I surprised myself what was coming out of my mouth. And so I hit record on my phone as I continued reacting to, like, the end of the trailer. Like you were filming Cloverfield. You just, you we gotta get cast, this camera yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you so, just cast the tail end of a lady scream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, uh, watched it today. It made me laugh pretty hard just at myself. And that was, that was like, an 80% of what was 10 seconds earlier, too. It was just... <laughs> <laughs> this is Robin. Thanks for checking out the Bat Fanatic podcast with Sammy Warmhand. All right, once again, that was just a bonus episode here of the Bat Fanatic podcast. 
Shout out to Radar Toys as always. I'm going to go there this week and pick up my copy of Three Jokers. I can't wait. I hope you do the same. We're going to come back regularly scheduled. This will not interrupt the flow of the show. We had The Dark Knight Returns. We're going to continue with Frank Miller, the original David Masticelli drawn year one. All right. So the show must go on. Show continues right on schedule this Friday. You got one more chance to catch up, listen to the Dark Knight Returns animated review that we did. And then we're going to go right into year one. So thanks for listening again. Bonus episode. Pulled it right out of our assholes. We'll see you next time. <laughs>